There is nothing more frustrating than feeling like you're just not connecting with the people who are most important to you. Unless maybe you're considering how frustrating it is to try your hardest to communicate and connect and make yourself clear, and yet it might feel like you're just talking past each other, talking at each other. My friend, these are really common frustrations in family relationships. And there's plenty of reasons why, but at the end of the day, what we really want to know is how can I change what's happening? How can I connect with my people, communicate well with my people so that we can enjoy each other more? If you ever find yourself wishing that there was a bit more depth and meaning and connection with your husband or your kids or just kind of the family dynamics as a whole, then today's conversation is exactly what you need. This is episode 172 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And this podcast is all about helping moms enjoy every minute of family life. And we do that by focusing on the relationships in our family. The healthier they are, the happier they are, the holier they are, the more you're going to actually enjoy day-to-day life, even when it's busy, even when it's confusing, even when it's stressful, even when it's not going perfectly, because we all know that family life is not always going perfectly, but you can still enjoy it. And one of the biggest roadblocks that people run into when it comes down to, you know, how do I connect with my people, enjoy these relationships, one of the most common roadblocks is not communicating well, which leads to conflict and disconnection. And so that's why today, because we have a goal together of deepening our relationships, enjoying family life, we are going to tackle some really practical tips, things that you can do, even if nobody else in your family makes a change, you can make a difference in how encouraging and Um, purposeful, the communication is in your home. And I'm the host of the Love Your People Well podcast. My name is Jess. I'm a marriage and family therapist um, and a wife and a mom. And um, probably, yeah, I really don't think it's, it's overselling it to say that one of the number one things I work on in the counseling room is communication, even if it's only one person coming to seek help, which is actually really common. And of course, I always like to give my disclaimer here on the podcast that yes, I'm a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. Communication is something that we can learn about and we can practice and we can tweak it and tune it and, you know, have some trial and error. But at the end of the day, the number one thing I have learned as a therapist and the research supports it, like there is really no question out there. The number one thing that helps people when they come to counseling, that leads them to say, this was really helpful, or they're achieving their goals, 
the number one thing is that they felt encouraged, they felt heard and valued and understood, and they felt like their counselor was listening to them. They felt like here is someone who gets it and they're not running away and they're not judging me, but they're still sitting here and they're helping me through whatever it is that's going on. And my goal today is that each of us can build up a little bit more when it comes to our communication skills so we can connect with our people and you can create that environment in your home where people feel heard and valued and understood and cared for. And no, your home is not going to look like a therapy session, but that relationship is going to feel deep and purposeful and meaningful. And there is really nothing better when you have those rough days. If you feel like the people around me care about me, they get me, they're listening to me, then you can make it through every trial and every struggle because you're connected with the people who you care about the most. So that is a pretty high bar for our conversation today, but that's the goal. And let's get right down to it. Um, I already gave you my little disclaimer. I will just remind you that there are a lot of resources over on the website at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We actually have an entire page devoted to communication resources. That's at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash communication. Um, There are some great freebies there, some blog posts, some devotionals, lots of good resources there. And um, I think it's important as we jump into some practical tips for how to improve communication all by yourself, even if nobody else knows that you're working on it or is willing to work on it with you. Before we get to those tips, it's important to remind ourselves about what good communication really looks like. And we have some earlier episodes about this topic. Um, Actually, one of our top downloaded episodes, uh, gosh, do I have the number here? I want to say it's, I mean, it's back in the day, like episode 77, something back there about um, passive aggressive communication. (laughs) That has been a really popular one. Um, But you can just go to the website, the communications page and find links to all those earlier conversations we've already had about communication. But we need to remind ourselves that when we're talking about good communication, communication that connects us and helps us to to not only like get things done, but feel heard and valued in the process, it's going to include the words that we say, the tone of voice, like how we're saying those words, and it's going to include our body language. No matter whether you're saying something or not saying something, you're still communicating. You can communicate with the silent treatment and you can communicate with an eye roll. And I think we all know that, but we don't necessarily think about that. And so as we walk through some of these tips for how you can create a more encouraging and connecting and deep atmosphere in your home, you want to take that into account. That the first place to start is going to be an assessment, a self-assessment, a realistic look at what words are you speaking? 
How are you speaking them? And what is your body language communicating? Um, And I'll give, you know, again, I'm not trying to make your home a, a giant therapy session, but one of the tips that I learned early on as a counselor that I now find really helpful, especially with my toddlers, um, but definitely also with my husband, is how valuable it is when someone else is communicating in maybe a, a very emotional way. There's a very big emotion, anger or sadness or frustration or something like that. It's our natural tendency is to pull away from that, like physically take a step back or cross our arms or lean back in the chair because those big emotions are overwhelming. And a lot of times we feel defensive, even if they're not necessarily angry at us. But it is so powerful to actually physically lean in toward the person to keep your arms more relaxed, maybe even taking a step forward or leaning forward in your chair, turning your body toward that person, making eye contact, especially if you have a good relationship overall with that person. If it's your husband, if it's your kids, your body language can communicate support and encouragement without having to say a word and it can actually have a really big impact on the other person's emotions how they're talking what they're saying Um, now is that a magic wand of course not but those are the types of um, little tips and tricks (laughs) that can help all of us communicate better feel more connected with our people without needing to have a big, you know, hey, honey, let's sit down, we need to talk about this type of conversation. Let me interrupt our conversation just for a moment to invite you to join me over in the Faith Fiverr Club. This is our private community where every month we go deep into a different topic of family life. With a private podcast, a personal workbook, month by month, encouragement and resources. Join us at patreon.com forward slash love your people well. All right, let's get back to our conversation. So to feel more connected with your people, pay attention to your words, pay attention to your tone, and pay attention to your body language. And, um, and yes, that would include the words you say and the words you don't say. And it might mean practicing a hard conversation in front of the mirror. So you can try it out, you know, the same words, you can speak them with kindness or you can speak them with harshness. And sometimes we need to practice that. Sometimes we need to ask for feedback from our kids or from our husband or maybe from a friend, you know, hey, when we had that argument the other night, I'm not trying to restart the argument, but, you know, was there anything about how I was speaking to you that was hurtful or unhelpful? And we don't always need to have those conversations, but when we can ask for feedback, that can be really, really helpful. It's not always easy to hear it. You have to be in the right frame of mind um, and you have to approach it with humility but that can be really, really helpful. So 
I, I do think, <laughs> you know, we're emphasizing here not necessarily having a deep, drawn-out conversation with your husband or with your kids, not necessarily talking about even what's working or what's not working well. We're talking about just recognizing at the end of the day, you cannot control other people, but you can control yourself. And the only way that you're going to build connection with your family is by doing things that build connection with your family. And that is actually one of the tips that I would highlight, which doesn't necessarily like on the surface speak to communication, but spend more quality time together doing fun activities. And yes, if you're having a big argument every time you try to do something fun, you need to figure out how to handle conflict differently. I have a freebie for that over on the website, a one-page conflict resolution checklist. Um, There's plenty of tips out there around conflict management. But overall, you're not going to feel more connected if you're not spending time together. Not time doing the housework or going grocery shopping, but time actually doing things that are fun, um, engaging in hobbies together or shared activities together. Back in May of last year, 2023, we had several episodes, um, like episode 119, and then there were a few right around there where I shared over, I had a whole episode of like 25 ideas for free, fun family activities Um, We had several episodes in that time frame. You can Google it or search it on the website as well or scroll back in your podcast app um, or just do a Google search or a Pinterest search, but spend more fun time together. Maybe you're not even talking about anything all that meaningful that can still build connection, build memories together. But another tip here, if we think a little more about the actual communication, the the words that we're speaking and how we are speaking them. If you want to connect more with your people, I would encourage you to ask more questions. And I don't mean questions um, like, why did you do that? Or, you know, what were you thinking? (laughs) Um, And again, your tone of voice is going to be really important here. But I mean questions trying to really understand what is important to this person. Um, And that might include some why questions or, you know, what were you doing questions, but with the tone of voice and with the goal of understanding them more. And that means if you learn something from them, like, um, you know, maybe you find out that your husband really loves your chocolate chip cookies, but he really hates your peanut butter cookies. Well, maybe you make more chocolate chip instead of peanut butter. Like if we ask a question and we learn something, we need to do something um, with that information. And maybe it's just asking about it later. You know, hey kiddo, how was that test? I know you were nervous about it. Hey honey, how did that project go at work? If you're asking questions about what they're doing, what they're thinking, what's important to them, that's not necessarily gonna mean they ask those questions back. But over time, it's very likely that they will because you're setting a new norm for the family and you're building connection without having to sit down and have some hard conversation. But you also can build that connection by complimenting your people more frequently. 
for some reason in human nature, it is so much easier to notice and comment on and think about the things that we dislike, the things that frustrate us. And then somehow we we might think about something that's a compliment, something we like, something we're thankful for, but we don't speak it out loud as often. And we don't think about it as often. It's like in one ear and out the other type of thinking. So change that dynamic. Ask more questions, give more compliments, um, use your words in a way that's going to build communication. And maybe that means you need to bite your tongue if you are frustrated about something. Maybe it means you need to keep a running list in your prayer journal or somewhere about you know things that you love about your husband or your kids so that every day you can just tell them something off the list. That is going to build the relationship. But a few other ideas here are um, considering the love languages, which is a very popular um, topic, the idea that everyone has one or two particular ways where they feel love. Uh, Maybe that's through getting gifts or acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, um, quality time. Now, these are not... Uh, this is not in the Bible. Sometimes we think it is, although it, you know, it, it's not anti-Bible, um, but it can definitely be helpful with communication. Because if you know that something is particularly meaningful to your husband or to your child, that's the way you want to approach them. I know for myself, one of my kiddos, quality time is his love language through and through. Being alone, he does not like it. (laughs) He's more than happy to do his chores if someone is with him and he will fight it all day long if we tell him to go do, you know, do something in your bedroom, clean it up and then come back. And so keeping that in mind not only reduces the nagging and the frustration about the chores, but it builds relationship. And so pay attention. When are they smiling? When are they seeming more relaxed and more connected, we'll try to recreate that type of interaction again. Um, And I I already mentioned passive communication or passive aggressive communication. Oh, I see my note. That was episode 76. Oh my goodness, back in April of 2022. Maybe we will revisit that topic soon. (laughs) Um, But that was a very popular one. And when we think about, okay, how can you without having to talk about it with everybody, change how the communication looks in your home and build connection through that process, well, you're going to have to avoid passive-aggressive communication, which means you're going to speak clearly, you're going to share your thoughts, you're going to be kind and loving, you're not going to be passive, and you're not going to be aggressive. You're going to avoid sarcasm and ultimatums. And, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you're actually going to follow through. Um, And you can go back and listen to that episode or read that blog post for a lot more details about passive aggressive communication. What I'm really trying to highlight here is how valuable it is to build connection with your family through your own openness and honesty and kindness. Um, And I would particularly expand that in your marriage 
to encourage you to figure out how to be vulnerable with your husband. I know for me personally, when I first got married, this was really tough. We had a a very good relationship. It's not like there was conflict or a lack of trust or anything like that. Just my own um, struggle for probably a variety of reasons, but my own struggle to really tell him at at the actual moment when I needed something or I was hurting or I was upset about something, I could go back later and talk about it. But that's not quite as connection building as being honest and vulnerable in the moment. And that involves choosing to trust he's going to handle this well. And then maybe you don't have that trust in your marriage and you need to work on that. Um, And there's a variety of ways, maybe marriage counseling, maybe finding some good books or um, working on things just one-on-one together you know, we need trust in our marriage to do this, but you're not going to have the depth of intimacy that you're longing for if you're not actually sharing your heart and being open and kind, but also vulnerable. That can go a long way to just to open your heart to tell them this is what I'm feeling or this is what I'm struggling with. But I would really encourage you to pair that that sharing of your heart and your emotions. Um, I mean, we probably all know, at least stereotypically, men do not have emotions conversations quite as easily as women. Um, And that can be super frustrating and disappointing to share your heart and then feel like uh, he did not respond to that. He didn't share his heart. You know, we can, we can kind of get frustrated and upset with how they respond. So it's helpful to pair this with also being clear to ask for what you need. To just tell him, maybe on the front end of the conversation, like, honey, I just need to vent and I need you to listen. Or, honey, I have a problem and I want to talk it through and I'm curious for your ideas for a solution. Those are two very different conversations and it can really help, um, especially to help men, It can really help, and probably toddlers and teenagers as well, people who are, you know, in that moment, they're not necessarily comfortable with the emotions conversation. Men really love to solve problems, and kids tend to be more concrete thinkers. And so being specific to say, you know, I need to vent and I need you to listen, or I have a problem and I'd love your help to solve it, or I just want to tell you something that's going on, and then you can think about it and we'll talk about it later. But that type of clarity really sets them up for success. And it sets you up to receive the thing you actually need. We so often think that other people can read our minds. I mean, we don't literally think that they can, but we act as if they can. Um, And we often, we all think that we communicate more clearly than we really do. Um... (laughs) And, and again, you could get some feedback maybe from your family if, if they think that that might be happening, but that's a really common dynamic. It's not great for your communication because you're not actually communicating, you're assuming or maybe jumping to conclusions. And then you're likely to be disappointed. At least sometimes that can build up some frustration and you're not going to feel as connected as you might feel if you ask for what you need and then the other person can can do it. They can meet that need. 
a lot of times women, we tend to think that, you know, if, if he really loved me, he would plan the date night without me having to ask about it. And, you know, some guys think about that and some guys don't, but that is not the definition of love. And if you want the date night and you say, hey, honey, I'd love to have a date night next month. Would you mind planning that for me? Let me know what day you pick. Looking forward to it. You know, smiley face emoji with a kissy or whatever. That is setting him up for success. And you are actually likely to get the thing that you're hoping for. Which of those scenarios is likely to boost connection in your marriage? We, we know this, but it can be hard. It can be hard to be vulnerable and share what we're struggling with or what we're hoping for. But to share that, to ask for what we need, it really deepens the sense of connection. And that's what this is all about. When we think about enjoying family life, we have to have healthy, happy, and holy relationships. And the way you communicate is either going to build that connection and that sense of intimacy and purpose in your family life, or it might be building frustration and discouragement. And that's obviously not as enjoyable. So these are just a few tips, things you can work on without the other person needing to sit down and have a big conversation with you. Um, But again, I would remind you, we have a ton of resources on the website. Um, especially a free resource, the Conflict Resolution Checklist. That's on the freebies page over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We have a a devotional, Communicating to Connect, a 40-day devotional um, to boost your marriage communication in particular. And I would invite you, I mean, I had a lot of examples today about marriage, probably because adults communicate differently than the parent-child dynamic, Um, but probably also because... I'm kind of in prep mode right now because in the Faith Fiverr Club, our February focus, so just a couple weeks away, is on biblical marriage habits. And it's going to be so good and it's going to help us connect with our husbands. So that is on my mind. And I know, of course, that communication is a, a big struggle in a lot of marriages. And so wherever you are at with your family, I would Love for you to join us in the Faith Fiverr Club. You can find the link there in the show notes. Um, it's our Patreon community. There's a private podcast. There will be a full workbook that you can go through and Bible studies every week of the month um, because every month we focus on a different theme and February is biblical marriage habits. Um, but if nothing else, my friend, head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash communication and look through the blog and grab those freebies, those resources. They exist to help you and support you. And so I do hope and pray that they are indeed helpful. And we will be back in our Friday Faith follow-up episode. Um, We will look at 10 Bible verses specifically to help you build connection and communication with your family. So I know that will be encouraging and practical and helpful. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure to do that so it pops right up there on Friday to dive into the Bible looking at how we can build connection and communication so that we can love our people well. But until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. 
I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you found it helpful or encouraging, please leave a written review to encourage me, but also to help the show grow. You can even copy the link to this episode and text it to a friend. Don't forget to grab all your resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com and join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club for extra perks every week.